This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Wednesday, April 13th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how you doing? Uh, victorious. Victorious. We are coming off of our, our evening matchup of Hector Santiago against Kendall Graveman, which is just a huge, huge matchup that I'm sure everybody tuned in for. Uh, we certainly did. And, uh, yeah, I, you won this one. Um, (laughs) I had, they both pitched pretty well, except, uh, Santiago gave up a pair of homers to Marcus Semien, and they were like the same pitch both times. And it hurt because I recommended Semien against a lefty, and then he hit two homers, uh, against Santiago. But otherwise, pitcher of the well, Santiago went deep, uh, Neither of them really struck anybody out. Seven and two-thirds and six innings, and each guy only struck out three. But, yeah, we pitched well. And then Graveman got robbed of a win that he should have had. So, uh, it's a good matchup. I still like both those pitchers. So, yeah, that, that went okay. How did your uh, how did your fantasy day go on Tuesday? You were throwing shade at Graveman, like, all day. I, I was. You were the one talking way more Twitter trash. But, uh, of course. I, yeah, and I'm okay with it. I you see, it, it, this is this is what you, you you won't talk trash back. Not a ton, a little bit. You you, you you do the thing where you just kind of ignore it and then like let like the performance do the talking for you. Right? Yeah, the performance of allowing a pair of homers to Marcus Simeon. But yeah, and I'm I'm just, I'm just not wired that way. I'm, I I I like to tell you how I'm how I'm beating you while I'm beating you. That's or, totally fair. That's tell you how I'm going to beat you while you're beating me. Sure. Now, I encourage the trash talk, for sure. That's why it's fun to pick them against each other, and this one went well. You win. It wasn't a butt whooping, but you win the the first matchup this year. That's good. like both those guys. Um, I was saying, I mentioned I wasn't brave enough to take Charlie Groundchuck Morton, but he went six and two-thirds scoreless, seven strikeouts. I think it's just a Padres matchup thing. The Padres marched out John Jay and Corey Spangenberg, you know, batting first and second because they're left-handed. Then Matt Camp, who's righty. Then Brett Wallace, who's left-handed, I guess. But, like, if you're betting, batting Brett Wallace cleanup, like, yeah, Charlie Morton did just fine. And he did get a win. So I'm not saying run out and grab Charlie Morton at all. I don't think he's a must-add. But I think he might find himself in our contest a little bit at times because I think he's a good streamer in places like that. Mm-hmm. Especially if it gets the Padres or any not great lineup that uh, leans on righties a lot is what I'm thinking. So yeah, you got anything else before we fall into some Wednesday picks? Actually, I, I I got some unique questions on Twitter today. Okay, sure. Uh, a gentleman asked me if, if he would if if, he, if I would recommend Robbie Erlin against the against Phillies. The Phillies. I, I said I would probably do it in San Diego, but probably not in Philadelphia. Right. I liked it. Okay. He's yeah. I, don't know, I I think I, I I've got to re, I've got to realize just how bad the Phillies actually are. Yeah, they're I think they're better than people think, but they're still not good. I think they are too. They're still not good though. They're better than people think, but not good. Like yeah. it's still an offense you can pick on for sure. Um, Erlin's left-handed, so at least he neutralizes what Ryan Howard, but. Okay. Michael Franco's. What is every other pitcher? Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, he did fine. You know, Um, I liked it okay, but 
I, I agree. In San Diego, it would have been a little more encouraging. I, I would have been more on that. But I think you can still pick on the Phillies. I don't think you could walk on them, but I, I think you can stream against them for sure. The other one is uh, the Orioles won against Clay Buckles <laughs> using Mike Wright. They're 7-0 and now. Uh, so I know I asked you if the Padres would ever score a run, and you said yes, and you were correct. They did. All they had to do was face the Rockies. And you're not going to ask me if Baltimore's going to lose a Will game. Will the Orioles lose a game this year? They're 7-0. and and is this a serious question? You want a serious answer? No, I just it's my new my new fun segment. No, they're, they're gonna they're gonna run the table one sixty two and zero. Yeah, be, uh, Mike Wright was not good. Five innings, four runs, and then their bullpen's fine. And then they just got you know a pair of homers from JJ Hardy, both of which he like barely squeaked out of Fenway. And yeah, then, uh, I, that I did notice. That. Yeah, and Mark Trumbo's just been awesome so far. But yeah, uh, those Orioles. All right. Um, anything else before we uh, get into these games for Wednesday? Uh, no, let's get into it. Okay, let's get into Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be uh, a pretty pretty big day. I have about a million options at each position. Um, yeah, is this, you... this is, is this a, 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 a full slate? Um, it's not quite full. Let's no, not... No, we're missing two te- No. Uh, three afternoon games we can ignore. Um, well, so we're no, gonna... no, I'm just saying it's like a full, like, a full day of, like, every team is playing. Yes, every team is playing. Um, we're going to ignore the first three games, the afternoon ones. That's Marlins, Mets, Angels, Athletics, Rangers, Mariners. They're all playing in the afternoon. There'll probably be its own mini slate. We're going to talk about the 12 evening ones where the bulk of the action is, though, where most of you will be playing. And, yeah, I just have a million options at each position. It's usually a factor of not great pitching, which is uh, true. I have a list of guys later that are eligible for a contest, and there are over a dozen. Uh, it's a ton. So um, let's get started. Let's go to catcher. I guess we don't have to talk about every single one uh, that you would consider, but uh, who who you realistically might choose at catcher uh, for okay. Wednesday? Yeah, I I also had a ton of names today. Like my yeah. notebook is like it, it's a mess because there's yeah. like names on top of names. Yes. I, I'm not. I, I wish I was kidding. I'm not. Like that's not hyperbole. There are actually like names like written on top of names. I have ten options at catcher, and there's no I reason have, to need ten. So I, I wrote. Seven. Okay. Uh, let's let's start with ones that again that if you were okay. making a stack, who you think you would probably actually choose, not who might have an okay game. All right. But... Actually, I I think this is a brilliant approach. We're, we're going to kind of like power rank these. And, yeah. And I'm sorry, I, I I'm a sucker for for power rankings. Is sure. Most most sports fans would be. Yeah, or maybe like an expensive option, a medium one, and then like your dark horse, your cheap one. Something like I, that. I still like the power rankings option much better. However you'd like. Give me a catcher. Where are you going? Uh, my favorite catcher today is probably Nick Hundley versus the Bulldog, Jake Peavy, in, sure. in Coors. Sure. We watched uh, that that matchup. Uh, your boy did okay uh, for the Giants. I, that was, oh, that was such a frustrating start. To, he, he's not even in the White Sox, and he's still frustrating me because he's not as bad as yeah. I want him to be. Jeff Samarjo went eight innings, two runs, which isn't dominant, but in Colorado that's pretty darn good. But um, yeah. the Giants' backup catcher, uh, Trevor Brown, Got in there. So Posey didn't play, but Trevor Brown did. And, of course, he hit two home runs, had four RBIs. And it just kind of builds up that concept that uh, pick anybody with a pulse in Colorado and things can happen, especially against Colorado. Yeah, especially so. Nick Hundley against your righty. Yeah, so Nick Hundley's getting Jake Peavy, who's not a terrible pitcher, but not someone to shy away from at all. I think that Hundley can hit him for sure. He likes righties. He really likes hitting in Coors Field. 
yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Do you have any other reason beyond that? Anything you're really going for? Do I need a reason? Like, no, you don't. I not at all. I'm sold already. I just didn't know if you had okay, more. Good. Yeah, it's it's that's the you know it's it's Nick Hundley. It's, you know last last season he hit 832 versus right handers. Mm-hmm. He, he did ridiculous damage in in cores especially. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else are you thinking behind the plate? I was in Wellington Castillo. Yes. Getting well, Alex Wood. Yeah. I, I, I like him versus the lefty. I he, really do. Yeah, uh, I do too. I might like Alex Wood a little too much, but I like Castillo against lefties for sure. The Not really that related, but uh, he had a play in the game against the Dodgers today where he tried to score from, I think it was from first on a double. It was in the corner. And long story short, uh, Wellington Castillo is really slow, which should not matter at all. But you should have seen this play and him getting tagged out and being like, oh my goodness, he runs slow. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. But he can hit, and he can hit lefties. I'm I'm in on that. Uh, I like Alex Wood, but yeah, I like Wellington Castillo. That lineup can score runs, too. Who else do you like other than Castillo? I think next set I have to go with... Uh, Salvador Perez versus Scott Feldman. Yeah, I think it's okay to like, pick you know, we, we, we kind of discussed this on previous shows, the righty and righty action with yeah. with, uh, with Perez. Perez. That's where you want. That's where he has success. Yeah, so, he'll do fine. You know, some guys are just gonna you know kind of be who they are, and I think that's that's kind of one of them that we you know we need to keep an eye out for. And honestly, I don't, I don't mind going against platoon advantage as long as I think it's in my favor. Right, and Scott Feldman, to be honest, doesn't have huge platoon splits either. He's kind of universally mediocre, so I don't Pretty think much, it, yeah. he's going to you know kill righties or anything. I think that cell pros will do no, just fine actually, there. He's a righty who has a slight platoon split against righties, seven three one OPS in the last three seasons versus six eight seven versus lefties. That's to me, that's negligible. To me, that's not a yeah, huge platoon split. I have to agree. You know, it's, it's not one to avoid. To me, it's borderline, but it's it's Scott Feldman. We, we've talked about this with pitchers where a lot of times, so if you have one guy with a platoon advantage or with a weakness facing like a pitcher or the hitter, which one's more important? And it's usually the pitcher because those platoon advantages or splits can come because of a pitch type where a guy has a crazy breaking pitch or something that he can use against you know, same-sided guys, and that's what does it, um, as opposed to the hitter who has some secret weapon in his arsenal to hit, you know, opposite pitchers. Um, so I tend to... What kind of secret weapon would a hitter have in his arsenal, like a giant bat? Um, sometimes it has to do with, like, vision, which how, how they can see uh, pitchers from one side or the other, or, like, dominant eyes, I suppose, is what can create uh, platoon splits for hitters a little bit. Um, Fair enough. I, I I really appreciate that you just completely ignored my nonsense and actually gave a real answer. I it, the point is that it's a lot less than a pitcher having like a slider or a two seamer. You know uh, that hitters have platoon splits for reasons, but the pitcher ones are way more important. You know, so if you had like a left-handed guy that mashed righties, but then you had like I don't know, I don't even need to set up the scenario. The point is the the. Pitcher ones are more important, and Feldman's doesn't seem to have any secret weapon to get out righties or lefties, and I think you can tell. I, I, yeah, I think just looking at his career, it's pretty yeah. obvious he doesn't have a secret weapon. Yeah, so um, long story short, I am in on Salvador Perez. I, I like that. Oh, cool. uh, sure. Uh, I had, uh, if I want to get sneaky, uh, going to pick up one of your guys. What about John Ryan Murphy getting Carlos Rodon? I'd like to see him actually get in the lineup. I'd sure. be okay with it. I wouldn't if he you gets know. in and gets a lefty, talked about liking him getting lefties. Um, this is this is the cheap under the radar pick for sure. This is not the run out and get him pick. This is the if you're feeling creative and don't want to spend money at catcher and he happens to be in the lineup. 
Twins are really awful. Uh, are they ever going to win a game? I ask you. That is the question. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, you can if you want to get real sneaky. It's John Ryan Murphy again. It's it's not at the top of my list. Um, I had all the guys you had. Uh, let's talk about Miguel Montero getting Alfredo Simone. Um, I, I had that written down, but it fell outside my top three. That's that's fine. Um, I think Miguel Montero is going to get a little bit more talk now with uh, Kyle Schwarber out. Uh, rest in peace. Too bad. I mean, he'll be back next year. He's fine, but he's not playing baseball this year. Uh, and that probably, probably means... Probably going to be rolling out here David Ross every day. Yeah, so uh, Miguel Montero is still going to get the majority of starts there, but he might get some more games behind the plate now that he's not splitting it quasi three ways. Um, so you can rely on him. Uh, Alfredo Simone's bad. The Reds bullpen is bad. There's runs to be had there. I think they, they should do well. It's not Brandon Finnegan, whatever that means. Uh, he'll be fine. Um, so go ahead and go there. And then, again, my my list is longer, but um, I think my last name might be Yasmani Grandal getting Ruby De La Rosa. Uh, Yasmani oh, Grandal is Ruby. back. I like Ruby, but he struggles against lefties so bad, and Grandal's a <laughs> switch hitter. I- don't. I think you're you're you kind of soft. You're 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 soft selling here. He doesn't struggle against lefties. He's awful against lefties. Really bad with lefties. And he's a guy with potential. I I am intrigued by Ruby De La Rosa. If you got a lineup without naming lefties, but he's getting the Dodgers, and they have their share of lefties. They're going to give him trouble. We do. Uh, and that includes Grandall, who's a switch hitter and can can hurt him. So and he's back in the lineup. Um, he didn't start on Tuesday, but he pinch hit. He's has a pulse. He's in the roster. He should start playing. I bet he gets Ruby. So, um, yeah. That's a good place to come back off the DL. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead and go there. There's a bunch of other ones. You can go to Swihart, Weeders, Jan Gomes, Jason Castro. There's a bunch of options, but we're going to stick to literally half a dozen of them and move on. Um, Matt, let's go to first base. Same idea. If you can get it down to three or three-ish, but what are you thinking at first base? Okay, I'm starting with Anthony Rizzo versus Alfredo Simone. You're yes. going to pay through the nose for it, but it's a great day for him. That is a go-out-there-and-get-it pick. That is not John yeah, Ryan Murphy if you're feeling clever. That is a spend-the-money-on-it-go-nuts. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, Simone actually does have a split. Yes, he does not do well against lefties, and Anthony Rizzo is no, really good. So, yeah. I think the OPS against left-handed hitters is almost 800 over the last three years. Yeah, he's he's going to do he's going to do well. Um, uh, Adrian Gonzalez versus Ruby. Yes, that's another good lefty getting Ruby. Uh, I think it's going to be a big day for any Dodgers left-handed hitters there, and I think there'll be guys to drive in. So yes, absolutely. I'm kind of splitting my next one. I'm going to go with, with uh, Chris Davis versus Fighting Joe Kelly. Yes. And Brandon Belt versus the Human Wind Machine Jordan Lyles. Oh boy, call back to our boy Jordan Lyles. I have some call back to season one of this podcast. Season one, I, I made a. The, he was off to some weird April start where it was four and zero or five and zero or something, and I was like, "Yeah, Jordan Lyles." And I tried to take him against like the Padres or something in Coors Field. I don't remember. We could look. I have all those records. Uh, but yeah, it went badly, and he got hurt, uh, and he turned out to not be very good. So yeah, Brendan Belt in Coors against Jordan Lyles go nuts, and Chris Davis against Joe Kelly. He, sure, gosh, that Boston rotation outside of you know David Price is scary in a bad way. Um, I maintain anytime you go with Chris Davis, you can take his DFS little brother, Pedro Alvarez. Uh, the matchups will be similar. The players will be similar. He'll just be not as good. 
for less for less money. Uh, but it, it'd be okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, let's see. Uh, if he's eligible at first base, depends on your format. You can think about Victor Martinez uh, getting Vogel's song. Oh wait, no, hold on. I'm retracting that immediately. They he's are going to Carol Pittsburgh. Beck. They're going to Pittsburgh, so he won't have the DH, so he probably won't play. Never mind. Do not pick Victor Martinez tomorrow. Even though when they went to Miami, he like had pinch hit homers on consecutive days, like to start the season. Um, that said, don't pick that. Take backsies. I'm gonna leave this in and not edit it out. But <laughs> I, like as I said, I'm like, no, he's not gonna there. If he was playing, I would like him because Vogelsong has his uh, split problems, but no deal there. How about much better pick? Uh, switch hitter going to Toronto, Mark Teixeira getting Jay Happ. Are you willing to pick on Jay Happ with right-handed batters? Yeah, I would be. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would probably rather go with Rizzo or sure, you know, or Adrian. But if 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 I had to like slide a first, you know, a, a, a slightly less expensive first baseman in there, mm-hmm. I, I you could do worse than Tex. How about Tyler White getting Jordan Ventura? Do you believe in Jordan at all? See, he's another guy who I looked up who doesn't have that bad of splits either. Oh, um, he really doesn't. So I, honestly, I, I think that, that might be a stay away for me because you, I, I, I like Tyler White. I think he's going to have a career, but I don't think he's going to hit five hundred. Sure, it's not going to stay like this. Right now, he's hot, but I don't think you or I believe in hot streaks that much. But I think that's a fine matchup. It's the Royals, though. They play such good defense and have a good bullpen that. Yeah, it's not great. You could take Eric Hosmer on the other side, getting Feldman for the same reasons that you like Perez. I mean, he's left-handed, but he'll do fine there. Um, All right. <laughs> I got two more. Now I got three more. I'm going to cheat. Um, the really cheap one, again, uh, Byung-Ho Park getting Carlos Rodon. Do you care about that? That's no, righty on lefty. I don't care about that. No? Okay. You, you believe in Carlos Rodon. If you're not careful, you might actually have hope for a, like, White Sox prospect. Young guy. I know. He was only, like, what, the third pick in the draft? It's true. It's true. He's been good. Uh, if you want to get sneaky, you could take Park against Rodon. But there's so many first basemen, you don't need to. Um, you could also go with Mike Napoli or Carlos Santana getting Drew Smiley. They both like to hit lefties. I, 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 it's in I Tampa Bay, though. and Yeah, there's too many good options here to get creative. I think there are a lot of places you can go where you can get sneaky. But there's just too many good ones, like Rizzo, or like Belt, or like Adrian Gonzalez. Like, you could even do a Joey Votto versus John Lackey. You could do that. I didn't even write that down, and that's totally acceptable. That's fine. Um, my last one is Paul Goldschmidt getting Alex Wood. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt murders lefties. He hits righties pretty darn well, too. He murders the Dodgers. He likes Dodger Stadium. There's no reason not to like that, other than I think Alex Wood's decent, but it doesn't matter when it's Paul Goldschmidt. So if you want to spend the money on Goldschmidt opposite Gonzalez, that's fine too. There's a million options at first base, um, and it's probably, as usual, recommend not where I would go cheap. All right, second base, Matt. I have eight names. Uh, I have four, and there's, yeah, I'll just, I've got my four. Yeah, give me the, the ones that, again, that you think you would actually pick. Where, where you'd probably build a roster out of. Assuming they're able able to tape him together before the game and he actually makes it in the lineup, Chase Utley versus Ruby. Sure. Yep. He's left-handed and that's all you need. Pretty much, yeah. yeah basically. The, the split so, is that like, bad. Hopefully he can fix it, but it's that bad right now. Yeah, real. Uh, next up, Joe Panic versus Jordan Lyles. Yes. Yes. Uh, I didn't Panic, say this. Forever. What's that? Joe Panic now and forever. Yeah. I'm not huge on Joe Panic, but I... Do need to say, I forgot to say it on Tuesday, but um, I really like him in cores because 
making contact at Coors Field is really good because when you can put the ball in play there, good things happen. And so going with your big swing and miss guy, sometimes it's like, oh, the park's smaller and I'll just get my big slugger. It's like, I'll take Chris Carter there. And it's like, I would so much rather have a guy that doesn't strike out like Joe Panic, because you just want to be like, just put it in play and like something's good is going to happen. There's so much, you know, empty outfield spots and just it's it's good. So I definitely like Joe Panic there. I like a, a contact hitter going to Coors for sure. Yep. All right. Yeah. Next to Millis, we got a, a gopher ball pitcher versus a gopher ball hitter. Okay. Jonathan Sounds like Scope it. versus fighting Joe Kelly. There you go. Uh, I like that a lot. That's that's fine. I can see more dingers at Fenway for sure, uh, especially from the Orioles getting okay. Joe Kelly. Okay. Real serious question. What, what's the over under of Baltimore home runs versus Joe Kelly? It's either one and a half or two and a half, but you're definitely betting on at least one. Yeah. I would take the over. Like all the, you I think can... you think they're more likely to hit more than two? I mean, my guess would be two. I I would go over one and a half, under two and a half, at two. But I'm, I'm gonna say th- I I would take the over and you take three ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be something. They swing and miss. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think Jonathan Scope has as good a chance as, as anyone there for sure. He's gonna be swinging for it. It's already um, ready, but that's where you want Jonathan Scope. Like, yeah, he'll he, do he's fine. Good. Yeah. Who else you got? Uh, lastly, Brian Dozier versus Carlos Rodon. You will pick against Rodon. That's good. The, if the Twins do anything, it's hit lefties, uh, and especially Brian Dozier. So I and do. Why like do the that. White Sox have 500 lefties in the rotation? Yeah, just so they can hate the Twins even more. I like that. I'll, I'll have a few more Twins. Um, I got a few that I, I like all those picks. I got a few more um, that I don't necessarily love more than that, but I'll at least talk about. Um, Daniel Murphy won't stop hitting to start the year. And he gets Matt Whistler on Friday with Paul and with Brad. I talked a bunch about how Matt Whistler just can't contain lefties at all. And it's a small sample size, and I think he will improve. But he's got to improve from a long way out. Kind of like Ruby, uh, that right now, until he proves it, that I'm going to pick on him with lefties. And that includes Daniel Murphy, who's off to a hot start. He's making contact. Uh, it's not exciting. I don't think he has a chance of hitting you multiple homers or anything, but... He should do fine there, get you some points. And I can see the Nationals scoring points against Whistler. Um, I like him. And then talk to me. Hey, how are you feeling about Starlin Castro starting his year? Hot for the Yankees. And then he's a right-hander, and he's going to get lefty J.A. Happ in Toronto. Are you buying Starlin Castro, and would you consider him against J.A. Happ? In Skydome and in Yan- and in New Yankee, I, I kind of think I am. Yeah. Uh, like, what kind of... Like, so yeah, first question, what do you think he's going to do this year? Is he going to hit 300 with 15 homers? No. Okay. And even even close to that? I could see it, you know, maybe 280 and 13. Right. So but you don't expect, like, a full revival from him or anything. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. He, like, he's still so young, but who knows? I don't know. He, he kind of, you know, I don't know. Odd ball player. There was a conversation I heard a few years ago that he might be the, the worst player to ever collect it. To ever collect three thousand hits? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, sir, I think he's like, he's like well over a thousand already, and he's only like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, he puts the ball in play a ton. Questionable defense at times. Doesn't take a lot of walks. Not great power. Like he's and he's had definitely good seasons. So what I feel is that players who get a lot of their value from putting the ball in play, like high average guys, it's also one of the like flukiest things. And so you can have a year where you hit 330 and you're an all-star and it's awesome and then the next year hit 250 and if you hit 250 there goes all your value and sometimes it's just where the ball goes within reason you know 
And those guys just have such wide variance, you know, outside of like relievers, they're, they're kind of risky. So I don't know what Starlin Castro is going to do, but he's off to a good start. Um, and he's in a good lineup. He has guys to drive in and then, yeah, he gets Jay Happ, who's also kind of a question mark now that he's with his new team because he was only good with the Pirates and down the stretch. So, um, I like that matchup for him fine. I'm not running out to get him. I like guys like Scope and Panic better. I'm looking at his bio here. Yeah. It says Starlin Castro, 6'2", 230. Yeah. You don't believe that? No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, If you're on Baseball Reference, they use... They're not as updated as MLB's is in terms of how often they do height and weight stuff. So they can be fluky. Well, let's see what the... Hang on. I want to see what the Yankees say then. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the BR. I want to see what the Yankees actually have to say. Yeah. Um, anecdotally, what I understand is that MLB updates their profile ones, and Baseball Reference enters them when the player page is created, and they never get updated unless like specifically uh, they're, done. They're identical. They're identical? Huh. Okay. Maybe it does get updated, or did. Who knows? Brad McCann's only 225 pounds. Right. It's like if you look at Carlos Beltran, it's from when, like, he went when his page got created they just don't get updated um is anecdotally what i heard i can't confirm that as gospel but that's what i heard the deal is with uh heights and weights it's 230 yeah yeah i I can't believe that yeah on baseball reference or on mlb both oh i don't know i don't know second baseman yeah i don't know (sighs) okay um moving on at second base um I had, uh, I mean, you can take Altuve against Jordano if you're not worried about him having splits. You can take uh, Colton Wong against our boy Chase Anderson if you want. Um, and I guess you could take Gene Segura against Alex Wood. He's right-handed and gets to get a lefty. And Gene Segura's been good so far, too. But um, I am I think you took the good ones first. I think it's Panic. I think it's Dozier. I think it's uh, Scope. So um, let's get on to third base. This is a good format so far. Matt, give me your, your picks, your top ones at third base. I, I still, I, if I'm paying full price for a guy, it's Nolan Arenado versus Jake Peavy. Why not, right? He, sure. He's ready and ready, but that's absolutely where you want him in cores. Yep. It's it's the elite, uh, expensive one that you kind of got to build the rest of your stack around, but it's a good place to go, for sure. Uh, what else are you thinking? I worked on Matt, the other side, Matt Duffy. Okay, sure. It's I don't he doesn't have a platoon advantage over Jordan Lyles, does he? Uh no, he doesn't. That's righty on righty, but I don't think Duffy cares. I think he'll he's do just righty on righty, but I think he's again he's he's one of those like Salvi Perez guys where he's a righty who gets righties. Yep. He will be just fine there. Especially again, one of those more of a contact hitters in cores. Yeah, versus he he did a lot more damage versus versus righties into the lefties last year, so what no about that can't continue against uh Jordan Lyles. Also he steals more bases against righties. Sure. Like, Quite a few more. How about uh, your boy Trevor Plouffe getting Carlos Rodon, another twin? I wrote it down. I, he likes to the lefties. He's, he's, in the, he's in the Moustakas range where it's like, I'm sure he compiles numbers over the season, but I can't remember any of them. They come against lefties, is the point. You want them against lefties, oh. not against righties. Um, how about almost up there with Arenado, Manny Machado getting Joe Kelly? You got it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to do just fine. You're. I. So there's this weird thing where people want to be like, are you in the Arnado camp or the Machado camp? And I'm like, I'm with you. I'm in the Arnado camp. But Machado is obviously no slouch. And he gets Joe Kelly. He's going to do fine. That'll be a good one. How about Alex Rodriguez getting J-Hap? Righty on lefty. Yeah. Yeah. A-Rod going up to the dome and getting a lefty. I think he would be just fine. 
A-Rod has power, if nothing else. Uh, he'd be good up there. Um, who else do you have at third base? The names I wrote down, I got Matt Carpenter versus our guy Chase Anderson. Yeah, yeah. It's, we love Chase Anderson, but it's hard not to pick Matt Carpenter. It really especially, is. Yeah, um, especially against I Reddy. didn't pick right down Mike Moustakis. I did, yeah. I, I got With him as, you know, absolutely, you know, no... I have I I would not ever make that pick. It's it's yeah. kind of if, if I needed a third baseman and he was like the cheapest option, I would probably go. I you know I I might go with him. Yeah. It, again, I said this on our opening day podcast, but like DFS should be fun, and picking really boring picks is not yeah, fun. Yeah, picking Mike Stockis is never fun. Yeah, not for me. If you're a Royals fan, if he's your favorite player, like, and, and we're being completely subjective. There's nothing wrong with it it's just player he better he he better like rescued your family from a burning car yeah he doesn't do a lot for me but if you want to pick him you like it and it's something that you want to watch and cheer for go nuts you and i have much more fun going with like luis valbuena getting your denaventura you know that's more interesting but if you want to take moustakas there's nothing wrong with that at all i might want to take a rod against j hap because that sounds fun to me um you love your a rod picks man i do uh all right, any other uh, third baseman for you? I think, I think we ran it down pretty well. Yeah, there's a ton of those. All right, um, let's move on to shortstop. I only had five at shortstop. Only five. Only five. Uh, and a few of them are reaching a little bit, but can you come up? All right, so it's going to be these two main ones. It's going to be Brandon Crawford getting Jordan Lyles yes. or Corey Seager getting Ruby De La Rosa. You read my mind, literally. It's go with one of those two are the favorites. I think they're both great. They're both lefties getting to beat up righties. Uh, they're both favorable. They're both in good lineups. Go Giants or go Dodgers. If you want to think outside that box, only because you're in a you know a big GPP where you need to distance yourself a little bit from the obvious picks, you could take Carlos Correa getting your Dan Ventura. He's also a pretty that big name. Outside the box? I just think it's not as obvious of the matchup. It's righty on righty. Right. It's he's definitely not okay, subtle. Okay, okay, fair. He's definitely okay. not subtle. Um, if you want to go a little deeper. You can go Francisco Lindor getting Drew Smiley. Yeah, he's getting a lefty. Uh, he'll do fine. That's in Tampa Bay. And then the other one I had was Xander Bogarts getting Ubaldo Jimenez. Xander Bogarts prefers... Escobar versus Rodon. You could do that. I don't care about Eduardo Escobar like you do. But that's, Good. that's fine. That's I'm fine with that, too. I am fine with picking on Rodon, obviously. Um, I think he may have trouble just because of the Twins. I like him in general, but just because of the Twins. Um, and Xander Bogarts gets Ubaldo, and Xander Bogarts prefers lefties, but it's Ubaldo. He's not great, so go nuts. Any other shortstops we didn't talk about? No, that's it. It's the Crawford and Seeger show, I feel like. Or Escobar. Uh, or Escobar. Again, it's good to have a cheaper alternate pick, for sure. All right, in the outfield, a bajillion names to pick for. Uh, where are you going? Where are you going first? That, that Rocky stack against PV is pretty obvious. Again, I literally I, wrote down the Rockies outfield. Um, yep. it, it helps that they're all left-handed. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll it do. Does. It's awfully left-handed. It's, it's entirely left-handed. Well, bad news for Jake PV because he has not crazy <laughs> splits, but definitely they exist. Uh, yep. You want a lefty against them? Pick uh, whichever Rockies outfielder you personally like most, or whichever one fits your. Uh, Fits your budget best, but or the cheapest. Yeah, whichever one's cheapest. Probably Gerardo Parra, but he's not Probably a slouch. Gerardo Parra. He's not a slouch. He'll do fine. You know, no, he has a little power and a little speed. That that's a okay. Um, top of my expensive list is Bryce Harper getting Matt yep. Whistler. Uh, there's a lot of talk on Tuesday, and I had said this before that 
Um, they're going to run with Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker was making all these comments about, like, I got all these young guys that can run. Why would I not run? And making a mistake is just something you do to make the other team make mistakes. Or something weird like that. And I think he's going to be really frustrating to watch as a manager for Nationals fans, just like he's always been a frustrating manager uh, to watch. That, that, is, that is accurate. I, I, it's, he was in Chicago for a while, and he was... He was yeah, it's... Uh, entertaining to me because it's not my team um it's also great fantasy wise you know bryce harper getting thrown out on the bases is going to be a pain but him scoring you know stolen bases is, is awesome so um yeah the the nationals are going to run i'm into that uh harper probably won't run against Wizzler, but he can I, I think he'll he'll be good so Wizzler struggles with lefty lefty so bad that i think it might be worth paying the price there who else is is on your list uh expensive wise at the top Expensive wise, yeah. Any bigger names, or are you spending them all on the Rockies outfield? I mean, is, is uh, Jason Hayward is he sure. expensive? Probably, he'd, he'd be up there. Yeah, you like him though, getting Alfredo Simone. I do. Yeah, why not? Uh, he has trouble with lefties. He'd be good there. So I, I was trying to find Tigers that are left-handed to get Vogel song. That's why I got Victor Martinez and then took that one back. Um, but the other left-handed one there that could get in on it is Anthony Goes. He's not expensive, but Anthony Goes likes to hit righties, and he likes to run. And if he gets in that Tigers lineup, he could be scoring some runs. Um, that is the one I would take there, just where I think he'll have uh, the advantage in terms of trying to single one out there that, that'll be in a good position. Um, same with Carlos Beltran getting Jay Happ. He's, you know, the the right-handed outfielder there that, that could make a difference. So I like him uh, getting the lefty up there at Yankee Stadium. Or, sorry, in uh, in Toronto, not in Yankee Stadium. Matt, what else are you thinking in the outfield? I really tried to build the Dodgers outfield stack against Ruby, and the only name there really was Jack Peterson, and he's, you know, Jack Peterson. Yeah, he's uh, still figuring him out. There's talent there, but still figuring him out. There is, I don't, yeah. I, it's not I'm enough not, to... I don't think he's the guy who's going to hit, you know, 20 homers in a, a half season of baseball, but... There's just too many options yeah. on a day like this to try and get sneaky with yeah, him, I yeah, feel like. Really, it, the, he'd be fine, but you don't have to get cute. There's too many outfielders. There's too many good ones, so... How about your boy Denard's fan in Colorado? I was going to say him next. Yeah. Uh, it helps that he's in that lineup near the top and they might score a bunch of runs, which means he could be yep. in business for sure. How about your boy Adam Eaton? Now that he has a kid yeah, and he's back. Down. He gets Phil Hughes. He's a he's a daddy and he's back in the lineup. And uh, yeah, I like him. It's well, now, that he, now that he has a new mentor in the house. Yes, exactly. Do you think he brings his kid in two days, three days after they're born? I want to know if he named his kid Drake or not. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations to him, to, to the Edens, and uh, I think he could have a good day against uh, Phil Hughes. Um, I have more Orioles against Joe Kelly. Mark Trumbo's off to a crazy start. He prefers lefties, honestly, but I think he would do just fine against Joe Kelly if you want to take him there. Same with Adam Jones. Adam Jones prefers righties, and he will do fine against Joe Kelly. How about, oh, here you go, Miguel Sano getting Carlos Rodon. Righty on lefty. He likes to do that. You got to like that okay, right? Righty on lefty. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I think Sano's going to be really expensive, and I don't know if it's necessarily like the best matchup for him. Sure. I wouldn't pay top dollar for it. I don't think no, it's... No, neither would I. I would, you know, if, if I'm paying top dollar, I want Bryce Harper. I want, sure. you know, Jason Hayward versus Simone. I want... Yeah. You know, How it, it, you know, you know, Car, you know, Carlos, Carlos Gonzalez versus PD. Yeah, I have I uh, if I'm necessarily going to want to pay full price for Samoa on, on a date like that. Do you want any Pirates outfielders getting Shane Green of the Tigers? 
really. They're, aren't they all right-handed? Uh, Gregory Polanco's left-handed, and I think he'd do yeah, fine I, there. He's, he's actually been doing really well recently. Yeah, so. I like him. He's the I name I wrote down first. Coffee. Yeah, he, he's the one I wrote down first, and then the other ones would be fine, too. I mean, it's not like, you know, Marte and McCutcheon can't handle Shane Green. So if you want to go there, go righty-on-righty. I think you'd be fine. Mookie so, Betts on Ubaldo is righty-on-righty. I think that's fine. It's Ubaldo. Go ahead and pick against him. Um, and then the last one I had is uh, Dexter Fowler getting Alfredo Simone. Dexter Fowler is a switch hitter. He'll be at the top of that lineup. If they score a bunch of runs, he could easily big, uh, be a big part of that. So, yeah. Any other uh, outfielders you want to make sure we get mentioned before we move on? No, I think we ran that really well. That's a ton of them. All right, and then pitching. So we just picked on all the bad pitchers all day because there are a ton of them. Who would you actually think about picking to start and hopefully do well that you think will do well? All right. If I'm going boring, I think I like Mike Leak and Jordano Ventura. Okay, they are boring. You like picking against the Astros, even? Not really, but like, yeah. How many Astros did we name today? Not very many. Not a ton. Yeah, Jordano Ventura can be fine for sure, and he has a good bullpen and a good defense behind him. So yes, he does. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. I agree, it's a little boring. What about if you want to go boring? What about our boy Chase Anderson against the Cardinals? No offense, it's going See, against I, the Cardinals, kind of scary. I can I can picture Mike Leake like racking up like you know five six seven strikeouts. Yeah, I see Chase Anderson kind of struggling in that department. I don't think he's necessarily the best DFS play, especially against St. Louis. Yes, uh, he's more of a streamer than a DFS play. We're yeah, we're kind of right. looking for more strikeouts than he offers a lot of times. I can see that. Yeah, who else are you thinking? I I actually kind of like the matchup for Carlos Rodon, even though we named a couple, we we rattled off a couple uh, twins. I think it's a boomer bust one. Yeah. Yeah, that if, if I'm if I'm a gambling man, sure, I could I could roll with with Carlos Rodon. I could take him in a GPP where he might walk five or six and not get out of the fifth or sixth inning, but he also might strike out eleven or ten. You know, so. True. Uh, uh, Jared Eikhoff, I really like in that that match against the against the Padres. Me too. I had kind of a wow. I got burned on not taking Charlie Morton thing, and I looked at it and I'm like, Jared Eikhoff also murders righties. It's a small sample size, but so far so good. He can take on righties. I think he would do fine. I think right-handed pitchers against the Padres might do really well this year. So, um, yeah, I like, agree. I, 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 off, you know, we, we kind of, at this point in his career, we, you know, Morton is, you know, what he is. You know, yes. He's going to take the ball every fifth day and occasionally get his brains beaten in. Whereas yes. Eikhoff, I think he has a bit more, bit more, you know, he still has a chance to be really special. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I have him against the Padres. I think it's lower ceiling, but still interesting, and it's not going to cost you much, and a lot, not a lot of people are going to take him. So I don't know if I agree with the lower ceiling. I think there's a pretty high ceiling in that one. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if my hopes are as high, but I'm, I'm okay with taking it. The price will be low. If you want to spend the money, I'm probably taking Strasburg against Atlanta. I think Strasburg... Yeah, I'd be concerned that everybody's taking Strasburg against Atlanta. That is a concern, for sure. But, you know... So I'd... If I'm looking for an ace from a zig where there's a zagging, I prefer to go with Carlos Carrasco versus Tampa versus Bay. the Rays. Yeah, there's a lot of strikeouts to be had there too. Both those guys, high strikeout guys, and I think you need a strikeout guy somewhere, whether it's those two or Rodon. Um, if you want to go safe and boring, Lackey gets the Reds. <laughs> That's fine. Um, if you want Drew Smiley against the Indians, I'm not really that scared of them against lefties, and I think Drew Smiley has talent. You know, if you want to get real crazy, okay. Michael Pineda going to Toronto. I think Michael Pineda. I don't think we rattled off a single a single Blue Jay, but uh, it's because Michael Pineda is pretty good, and he's right-handed. If he's a lefty, no way. But as a right-handed pitcher, yeah. that could go a lot of ways. You know, Tanaka did fine there on Tuesday. Uh, this is true. Uh, I 
I don't love it. It's not a slam dunk, but if you're like, oh, everybody else is going to take Strasburg or maybe even Carrasco, that's a less popular one that could do well. Could blow up easily on you, but could do well. So if you want to get like real crazy and, and kind of get two starters together that you were hoping might win a big GPP or something, if something crazy happens, you can go Pineda and Rodon because they both have double-digit strikeouts in them, but they also have blow-ups in them, you know? So uh, those are high-variance picks that I, I like, actually. And somebody like Lackey is, is much safer, or Mike Leak is much safer. So, yeah. And for me, variance just has to do with how big the pool I'm in is. Like, if I need to beat a thousand other people, I want to take risk. And if I would need to Ooh. only place, you know, in the top half, people that play 50-50s, then I want something safer. You know, so that's yeah, it. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if I'm doing fifty-fifty, give me Mike Leak, you know, and Strasburg or something. So let's see. I have Alex Wood against Arizona. He just has to be careful of Paul Goldschmidt. Really, just walk Paul Goldschmidt every time he comes up, and I think Alex Wood could have a fine start uh, against the D-backs, um, especially if they blow up Ruby De La Rosa, which they might. But that's not super safe. But but I like no. it. Um, is there anybody else you like? Pitching wise, Phil Hughes do anything for you? No, not I mean, really. Would, would Phil Hughes, Mike Leak be like the most boring slate possible? It would be boring. Yeah. Uh, or John Lackey. Yeah, I like Lackey against the Reds just because I think he'll win. You know. I kind of feel the same thing. Same same, same about Mike Leak. Yeah. So, uh, those are both fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the we we gave some good high variance guys, some obvious guys, and and some some safe boring guys. So there's pitching options for sure. <sighs> okay, and then we got to get to our contest. So there are a million options. I don't know if you made a list already or if you have one picked out. I'll run the names real quick, guys, that are I confirmed are under 50% owned. Uh, okay. Adam Conley gets the Mets. Uh, Logan Verrett gets the Marlins. Uh, Matt, Matt Shoemaker <laughs> gets the uh, the A's. Eric Surkamp gets the Angels. Uh, AJ Griffin gets the Mariners. Matt Whistler gets the Nationals. Ryan Vogelsong gets the uh, Tigers. Jared Eikhoff gets the Padres. Colin Ray gets the Phillies. You could take Jay Happ. He's eligible uh, against the Yankees. Chase Anderson, our boy, is very eligible. He gets Cardinals. Ruby De La Rosa, after we talked a bunch of trash about him, is is good to go against the Dodgers. Um, and Alex Wood is barely eligible against the D-backs. They're probably more than that, but they're just guys that figured we would never ever pick, like Jordan Lyles or something. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a pick? Yes, Jared Eikhoff. You want Jared Eikhoff. I kind of want Jared Eikhoff, too. I, here's the thing. I like Alex Wood more than Jared Eikhoff. Alex Wood needs to be picked up in more formats. I think he's the better pitcher. Um, I like him for the year. But I also want Jared Eikhoff because of this matchup against the Padres. I got, I, I'm chasing, I'm blatantly chasing the Charlie Morton pick I didn't make on Tuesday. And I am going with another righty against the Padres because uh, I think he's even better. So, sorry, out of all those, I'm joining you with Eikhoff. Uh, and I promise I had that in mind before you said it. But, yeah. Chase Anderson's, yeah. Of course you don't. Yeah, I'm copying. I'll go first tomorrow. I'll go first next time. Yeah. Um, well, that should do it for us. Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I, I, I studied some video, and I've confirmed that I don't I don't think Charlton Castro is the 230 that I thought he was. Yeah, are we, we're just putting that out there right now that that's not possible? Yeah, I, there's, there's no way he weighs the same as A-Rod. Yeah, probably not. Well, maybe that A-Rod's not the uh, size that they say he is. It's entirely possible, too. I don't, I don't know which way to take that. Yeah. 
it'll take some investigating. But those heights weights are never ever trustworthy. I'm sorry, but you know, I I work with guys who weigh 230 pounds. Yeah, it can be that that is not that is not the same body type as as the dude I work with. The the weight can be very different in terms of fat and muscle for sure. But I know what you're saying. I suppose, but I don't. Okay, he's 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 his his legs are a little thick. Yeah, but the upper body is is like a normal person. Yeah, can be very different. I I know what you're saying. It's supposedly so have, the muscle should be heavier, but who knows? I suppose. I mean, I don't. I I just, I, I I can't wrap my head around him weighing 230 pounds. <laughs> uh, we should start the conspiracy of how it's, it's not true. They're like, lying to us. Blanton, you know, when Joe Blanton was was kind of heavy, he was 230. Yeah, well, maybe. Again, yeah, a lot of it's height, okay, too. To be fair, you know, Joe Blanton was probably heavier than 230 at one point. Probably, probably. And now he's, like, one of the better pitchers in the Dodgers bullpen, you think. Oh, man. And he's, like, 190 pounds, which is about what I weigh, and he lo- we look about the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're going to do more research on this, I'm sure. That's going to become a regular segment as we try and... <laughs> get guest star one's weight. Guest, guest pitcher... Uh... Guess player weights and heights. I suppose it'll be. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I think my my all time favorite day is, or one of my favorite days as a baseball fan is when Joe Blanton came back skinny. Oh yeah, skinny Joe Blanton. That was yeah, a, another. I, just, I had no idea who he was. Popular run on this podcast as we investigated skinny Joe Blanton. That was good. All right, uh, that should do it for us. Uh, Matt and I will be back, of course, on Thursday. Another show. Good luck with your stuff on Wednesday. Let me know uh, what you guys go with. We're getting tweets in as people do crazy things like take Lee Day Ho. Uh, our boy Steve took Lee Day Ho. Uh, I, I, I miss Steve. I'm, I'm, I was kind of concerned that I hadn't heard from him until, until yeah. today. Well, Lee Day Ho got in. He went one for three, and the Mariners got shut out. But he batted, <laughs> he batted eighth. You don't want a first baseman that bats eighth. That's no, problematic. But uh, I, feel, I feel bad for Dan. Yeah, he'll, well, if he hits, he's going to move up. He's not always going to hit eighth, you know. Ianetta batted sixth. I, I think he's probably going to be hitting in Tacoma sooner than later. Let's hope not. He's got. I mean, it's hard to keep a you know lefty hitting first baseman on your bench like that if that's all he can do. You know, it's the American League. Yeah, it helps. All right, um, they'll do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at matt d underscore dfs. I am on Twitter at higgins fos. Go. Uh, Tweeted us, leave some comments uh, on Twitter, on our iTunes, um, on the Fangrass page, however you want to get a hold of us. Twitter's best, but we like to hear from you, and we will definitely get back to you. So, that'll do it. For Matt, I'm Dylan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangrass.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.